The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. On this day of podcastmas, my favorite podcasters gave to me... 12 poisonings, 11 eyeball pluckings, 10 sleepless weekends, 9 missing hobos, 8 awkward dates, 7 medical malpractices, 6 southern stabbings, 5 golden rings, a quadruple homicide, a few cryptic notes, 2 teenage dirtbags, and a lunatic ex-husband. Welcome back to day 11. Today is December 23rd, which is my favorite day of the year. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. You're so ridiculous. I love Christmas Eve Eve. It's my favorite of the year. Because you're a weirdo. Well, more than likely, at this point, I'm done editing our podcast pod, for co- podcast, miss. I've got all my presents wrapped. Uh, my house is clean. And I'm just watching movies and drinking hot cocoa. I hope that is the case for you, but we'll see. It's going to be the case, Ashley. Don't talk that kind of negativity into the atmosphere. What's wrong with you? Okay. Shut your mouth. I'm sorry. I'm going to put you on the naughty list. I'm going to return your Christmas <laughs> present. Okay, go ahead. I told you not to buy me anything. I would never really do that, Ashley. I'm not that awful of a sister. Okay, anyway, so let's jump on in. Mm, let's do it. All right. Sing the jingle. Let's go. On the eleventh day of podcast, miss my favorite podcasters gave to me eleven eyeball pluckings. Are the eyeballs in a jar? Mm, close. Okay, that's what I'm hoping for. Close. Okay. I'm really excited. <laughs> well, you can be excited, but uh, just so you know, this case is a uh, very short. Oh, okay. I'm very excited for that because that means editing will be a breeze. Honestly, it'll probably be 10 minutes. I'm not even kidding. Okay. Well, whatever. I feel like by this point, honestly, we're slowly dwindling our listeners. I think people probably just catch up after Christmas, so it's probably fine. Yeah. People are getting real um, busy. Yeah, I'm sure they are. So um, this case takes place in China. So um, pretty hard to find info. Um, In case you didn't know, uh, China is a communist country and they control all of the media. Hmm. I had no idea. I know, so that's pretty shocking. So um, they censor their news, and uh, they don't really release things that make them look bad. So couldn't really find a lot. Having eleven people eyeball plucked is not good for their good for their uh, image. No, they actually have a pretty low crime rate. Do they though, or do they just control that? Oh, I don't know, but that's what it says. They have a pretty low crime rate. So I find it interesting that they would. What's the word I'm looking for? When you, like, filter things. What's it, what is it called? Censor. Yeah, censor. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. I find it very interesting that China would censor having 11 people's eyeballs plucked. But they have no problem openly talking about how they only allow one child per household. Is that not China? I don't know. I'm pretty sure China's the one with, like, the birth allowance or whatever. Are they not? Probably. Probably. 
I'm but sure. I don't think we should um, take our time criticizing China and their government because they might get mad. So, how are they going to know? I don't know, but China's pretty powerful. So, okay, they did. They had a one-child policy, and it was a force. It was enforced for most Chinese into the 21st century. But in late in late 2015, Chinese officials announced that the program was ending. Well, at least it ended. I guess now they allowed each family to have two children. Hmm, well, that's pretty crazy. I thought that was like a myth. I didn't think it was real, but hey, no, it was real. I knew it was real, but they have no problem announcing or like making that known, but they censor a murder. Okay, whatever. Okay, China, you're the best country. Go ahead. Okay, so anyways, um, we probably should have looked into the cases just a tad more before we chose them, but this is what happens when you fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, so between March of 2008 and April of 2007. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me try that again. <laughs> Are they time travelers? <laughs> uh, no, they're not. Okay. <coughs> okay. Try that again. Between March Ready? of 2008. <laughs> All right. Go again. I rebound you. Between March of 2008 and April of 2012, That's around 20 people went missing in the Yunnan province in China. Most of these were teenage boys or young men. The police didn't think that they were related and thought that these boys just ran off. The public in the area did not agree. They thought that the boys were kidnapped to work in illegal brick factories. Forced labor was a really big problem in China, just like sex trafficking is a huge problem in the U.S. I believe it. So after many pleas from the community, the Ministry of Public Security, which I'm assuming is like the FBI. Okay. Sent a team Chinese to- Chinese FBI, got it. Yeah, the Chinese FBI. So the Ministry of Public Security. They sent a team to the Yunnan province to supervise an investigation into the missing people. That is when a 19-year-old, Yan Yao, I think is how you say that. I don't know. I'm probably butchering all of these names, so please forgive me. He was confirmed to have been murdered, and the missing boys, men, were then taken seriously. So just to pause real quick, um... I don't really think we need to be worried about like China listening to our podcast because actually they censor what goes in and we're not allowed in China. Our podcast does not air in China. I mean, I didn't think it did, but we had to like fill out a bunch of paperwork and I didn't do it. So <laughs> good. Just letting you know. So we don't have to worry about that. I don't okay. think. Well, there we go. So they believed a serial killer was actively attacking males walking along a particular secluded road in their village. Mm. The investigation lasted 20 days. So that's a pretty quick investigating. Yeah. Did they determine what it, like, I mean, 20 days, did they solve it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is quick. I was thinking, like, they spent 20 days on it and gave up? No, or... 20 days and they solved it. So go mm, try it. I like that. I like that. Go okay. to the Ministry of, whatever you're called, Ministry of Public Security. I like it. So pretty seemingly out of the blue, on May 9th, 2012, a man named Zong Yong Ming was arrested in connection with the missing boys. The 20 people who went missing were all within two-mile radius of his home. Oh, okay. There's not lo- not a lot known about Zong Yongming. He was born in 1956. He lived in a wooden shack on the outskirts of the village. He was a farmer who loved chess. And oh, shit. Was- Ashley, we are in China. We've had 10 downloads in China. I'm sorry, Seriously? China. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think we were allowed there? It said I had to like, fill out paperwork, and I did it, but we've had, 10 pe- we've had 10 downloads. So, I mean, not a lot of listeners in China, but somebody in China is listening. Well, probably the government to see if we're allowed. And they maybe. chose not to. Know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyways. So, Farmer, Love Chess. Maybe it's... Was, oh, from Duckworth. McLovin. 
Yeah, yeah he's in Japan. His name. Yeah, he was in Japan. You probably shouldn't say his name on the podcast. I'm not going to keep it on there, obviously, Ashley. Okay. <laughs> give, a, give me a little bit of faith, would you? Well, you know, sometimes you leave some things in there, and I'm like, what the fuck's here? Anyways, that was besides the point. So, um, Zong Young-Ming would often sell vegetables and other things at the local market. He was okay. quiet, and he really didn't talk to anyone. A fun fact, um, in China, your last name is the first name. So, Zong was his first name, was his last name and young ming was his first name like in america so like his family name was zong okay i thought that was interesting okay i clearly don't know how china works i knew that but it's okay thank you for letting me know <laughs> okay anyways so previously in 1979 mm-hmm. young ming was arrested and sentenced to life in prison for murder not much was found about the case except that he dismembered the victim and he was released in 1997 did you not just say he got life yeah and they still let him out? What the hell? Yep. Mm-hmm. 20 years later. Okay. Well, less than 20 years later. 18 years later. Okay. He went to jail in 79, or it happened in 79, and he was released in 97. It doesn't make sense to me when we give people, like, life with the chance of parole in 12 years. Like, no, that's not life. Right. So it says that he got out because of sentence reductions. I don't know what those reductions were, but. Right. Probably I don't know how. Prisons. I mean, yeah, probably, or, like, good behavior. Maybe. But I don't know how you go from life in prison to less than 20 years. That's quite a discrepancy. Yes, I would agree. So when he was released in 97, he was given some land and an allowance from the government to get him on his feet. Okay. And then he was arrested again in December of 2011. They gave him land? Yeah. The fuck? Yep, some land and some money. Okay. I mean, I, I the money thing I get, because like they do that here too, but they don't give you land. Yeah. I thought that was pretty crazy, but apparently that's how things work there. I don't know. Okay, that's super weird, but okay, we're just giving prisoners land. Yeah, give them a place to kill people. Sounds good. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So in December of 2011, he was arrested again for attempted murder. He tried to strangle a 17-year-old boy with a belt. The boy was walking by his house in public. The boy screamed after he put the belt around his neck. And so, that's not funny. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's not funny, but <laughs> it's not funny, but I'm really tired. It was kind of funny. <laughs> the boy screamed. <laughs> it's not funny. Stop laughing. <laughs> it was funny. I'm sorry, but it was funny. The boy screamed because there was a belt around his neck. Like. <laughs> Anyways, because of his screaming, he alerted the um, community, and then this was seen. Well, that's good. So, I'm happy to hear that. And the police arrested Young Ming, but Young Ming convinced them that he was just messing around. I mean, yeah. He was just messing with that boy. He just was having fun. It wasn't a big deal. Okay. And they believed him, and they released him. I mean, it was a belt. Like It's not like it was a serious weapon. I mean, he was strangling him. He clearly did not strangle him because he screamed. If he was actually being strangled, he wouldn't have been able to be, to be screaming. 
Okay, well, either way, he was trying to strangle him. Come so. here, let me practice you and all. No. And tell me no. if you can scream. No. Yeah, because you're a out. sociopath. <sighs> yeah, for sure. Anyway, so the police just chalked it up to um, Young Ming being a local crazy person. You know, every town has one of those. And he just wasn't a threat. So, I mean, every town does have a crazy person. But I still feel like if they're running around strangling people, they should probably do something about it. I mean, I agree, but the police didn't. So they let him go. Okay. So during the investigations after this 19-year-old was determined to be murdered and they arrested Young Ming, they searched Young Ming's home and found one of the missing boy's belongings in the home. Han Yao, that 19-year-old that went missing in April, they found his ID, his bank, and his telephone cards all in Young Ming's home. One source nice. also said that they found his body, but that what? was only one source, so I'm not sure of that. Yeah, they a said whole ass body. One source said that they found his whole body, a whole ass body in his home. Now, I'm not sure of that, but that's what the one place said. So here's the best part. Well, not the best part. The real kicker to the story. They also okay. found strips of human flesh that were being hung out to dry around his house. That's disgusting, Ashley. That's absolutely disgusting. What is wrong with yeah. you? I didn't say it was good. I said it was a kicker. I would have left that out. No, it's important. Okay. Where are they the eyeballs? I'm getting there. They found bags of bones and dozens of human eyeballs being preserved inside of bottles filled with alcohol. Mm. Dozens of eyeballs. <laughs> Gross. That was supposed to be 11. Well, it said dozens. So, I mean, I'm assuming like... Well, there were 20 people that went missing, but they only charged them with 11. So, who knows how many. So, I mean, that would be 40 eyeballs. That would be dozens. Yeah. Hmm. Outside of his house, he had a small garden. They found more human bones there. It was believed that Young Ming fed the human remains to his dogs, along with eating them himself. Ew. So, apparently, in my research, I found that um, ch cannibalism was kind of popular in China at this time. What? They were going through, like, some sort of a depression, and so people were really poor, and so they resorted to cannibalism. So who were they eating? Each other, I guess? I'm not really sure. Like, they weren't murdering people and eating them, right? I don't know. Or were they just like, Grandma died? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Glad it's never gotten that bad here. Yeah, me too. Very proud of that. I have a hard time eating um, things that are not bought at a grocery store, let alone... Oh, a human being. Yeah. A human being. Can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it either. I have a hard time eating deer. So. Yeah, anything other than like cows and chickens. Sometimes pigs. Yeah. I don't even like pigs, so. That's why I said sometimes. I only like cows and chickens. Yeah. So um, in 97, he added a new item to his local market that I told you about. <gasps> Ostrich. No. Meat. No. Which they believed was actually dried human flesh. It's disgusting. So he was feeding the people to other people. Yes. That's disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Ugh. So the reports say that Yang Ming strangled his victims and then used various different means of disposing of the bodies, including dismemberment, burning, and burial. There were reports that people in his community had gone to the police previously about eerie green overflowing garbage bags that smelled and looked like human bones were hanging out of them. Oh, that's nice. But the police ignored their claims. Oh, that's good. Good police work. Yeah. So in July of 2012, he went on trial. He was accused of strangling 11 people and dismembering, burning, or burying their remains. 
Reports say there was a large amount of physical evidence and DNA connecting him to the victims. I guess from like the things they found in his house. I'm not really sure. Didn't really go into detail about that. Like I said, China, not given a lot of information. Um, He's assumed to be responsible for more of the missing males, but he was only actually charged with 11. His lawyer claimed that he was mentally ill, but the court-appointed psychologist found Yongming fit to stand trial. It was reported that he refused to apologize for his actions to the families of the victims and showed no remorse during the trial. He was found guilty and executed on January 10, 2013. Since the police failed... No. Um, I don't remember. I didn't put this in there, so I'm not sure, but... I looked into, like, the amount of executions that China does. It is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, they are just executing all kinds of people. Well, they have a one-child limit because of overpopulation, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I mean, not anymore. Now they have a two-child limit. But either way, like, China's overpopulated. That doesn't surprise me. Like, Yeah, they are, like, do a lot of executions. Like I said, I don't remember the number, but it was pretty crazy. So, obviously, the police uh, really failed at this mm-hmm. case. Um, they didn't believe the claims. There were lots of different disappearances and they thought the boys just ran off. Um, so basically they just didn't do their jobs to protect the community. So 12 officers in that precinct were penalized and the Jinning police chief and the head of the Jinxing township police station were dismissed from office. I thought Probably. you were going to tell me they were executed. No, they were just fired. Well, the first 12 okay. were just like punished and then the other two were okay. fired. We were like, they do a lot of execution. So these 12 officers, I was like. No, like, well, I mean, no, I don't think so. Okay. Whew. I was like, that's going to be not good. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So that's it. That's your 10 minute case. All right. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciated it. Sorry that I left. It's okay. It's not okay. It's unacceptable. It's disgusting. You're tired. It's like, we forgive you. I hope so. Well, all right. Thank you. Thank you for that. We'll see you next week. Ne- not next no. week. Tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> for the last day of podcast miss see you tomorrow when we cover 12 poisonings is that right yes you looked for me like you forgot what 12 was i couldn't remember for a second <laughs> actually this is really like my brain is mashed potatoes yeah no same i don't even remember i'm researching i'm researching i'm recording i'm editing i don't even know what i'm on yeah so yeah all right well We'll see you. We'll catch you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Christmas Eve Eve. And we'll catch you tomorrow for your last day of podcast, miss. It's been fun. It's been real. It ain't been real fun, but. Yeah, it has. It's been the best. All right. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard and want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our three tiers at the five dollar level we've got the moderately wicked for seven dollars a month we've got the awesomely wicked and for all of those high rollers big ballers out there we got the ten dollar level the extraordinarily wicked as a member of our patreon you are entitled to bonus episodes Uh, You also get a one-time shout-out on our podcast, as well as some other cool little extra things going on there. So come on over. Join our fan club. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked, or you can literally just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com Great news! You can now listen to us pretty much wherever you like to listen to podcasts.
That's right, folks. We are big time. You can now hear your weekly dose of Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Podcast Index, Overcast, Castro, Castbox, and Podfriend. The only place we can't seem to get ourselves on is Pandora. So we'll let you know when that happens. In the meantime, make sure to come back next Wednesday for your weekly, weekly dose, dose of, of wicked. But um happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.